0: Don't tell anyone I'm free. Don't tell anyone I'm free. Hello and welcome to BST Talk number 200. It's Tuesday, October 12, 2010. This episode is brought to you by Netstat utility to show the network status the netstat command appeared in 4.2 bsd all right now on to the interview today on bsd talk we're speaking with shell wooding welcome to the show Hi. i wanted to speak with you because you are the maintainer of the mg text editor and i know a lot of people are are pretty passionate about their text editors and this is one that that uh, i didn't know too much about so what is mg
1: well, MG is pretty easy to describe. It's, uh, it's a very small uh, Emacs-like uh, text editor. The idea being uh, Emacs is not typically the kind of thing you, you can carry around in a, in a tiny little environment, but uh, unfortunately, once your fingers get used to something, uh, uh, you're pretty much stuck with that for the rest of your life. So uh, the idea of M- MG is it, uh, it basically fits the bill for those Emacs users who, uh, who work in a maybe a constrained environment or just don't feel like installing the whole thing on, on every system they maintain or, uh, or have to work with.
0: So I think the, the common... Text editors that people talk about are VI or VI, I don't know how you really say it, and Emacs. Emacs, of course, as, as you said, is, is quite large. And I think also the licensing of Emacs may not make it a fit for um, putting in the base of certain systems. And I believe MG is licensed in a way that uh, it has been put in the base of OpenBSD, is that correct?
1: That's right. Actually, uh, MG is actually in the public domain, which um for most people, is ideal. Uh, not everybody. There's still, there's still apparently problems with things in public domain for places like Sweden and so on. But, uh, but MG came to us uh, in, in public domain form and uh, a few years ago managed to uh, sort of contact all the, the authors with code in the tree and, and get them to release all their patches so we, we could actually put it back there.
0: Now, are you the original person for MG or did you just pick up and maintain it at this point?
1: No, no. I, I ended up picking it up very accidentally along the way, and uh, it, it's just one of those projects that uh, <laughs> once you start doing it, uh, you can never seem to get away. Which uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's uh, it's always surprising when I when I look back and how did I how did this actually happen? <laughs> how did I come to be the maintainer of this particular piece of code? But uh, I mean, I do use it all the time, so uh, it, it sort of makes sense to me.
0: Now, I'll have to admit that that I'm not much of an Emacs user, so it's an alien environment for me. So forgive me if. if my assumptions about emacs are are horribly wrong but from the times that i've played with emacs uh, it has its own set of obscure shortcuts compared to the other set of obscure shortcuts that i'm used to but emacs was also so much more than just a text editor i remember being able to play towers of hanoi and all that other stuff or is that is that the kind of functionality that you're trying to implement or is it a much more limited set
1: no, absolutely not. I mean, Emacs itself is uh, is a Lisp interpreter that happens to have, among other things, a text editor grafted onto it. MG is not that. MG is an editor, first and foremost. It's, it's for editing files. Uh, it doesn't have an embedded programming language. It, it doesn't really have uh, too many ways to extend it. There's, there's a little bit of capability there, but uh, the idea is it's, it's there to edit files, and uh, it's going to do the, the, the sort of the core, the, the basic stuff that you're going to be doing with uh, uh, with Emacs, but it's not going to go down the crazy path uh, uh, of implementing, uh, you know, full-on uh, Lisp interpreters or, or games or, or anything else. Web browsers, anything else you want to, you, you can find in your average uh, Emacs installation.
0: Yeah, I think about the the muscle memory that I have, where when I'm done with a document, escape colon WQ or, or something like that. So I guess this is satisfying that muscle memory for Emacs users that are that are on a system. At least with OpenBSD, given that it's in base, you can have a text editor that follows your commands when you want to just open, edit, and save a document.
1: Absolutely. Nothing, nothing worse than having an argument with your fingers about how you're supposed to be uh, finishing with this particular file. So MG so, solves that need quite, uh, quite nicely.
0: And I think a lot of developers like Emacs, because of some of the customizations that they can do, but also I guess it makes it fairly easy to do check-in and check-out a source code. Is that available in MG? uh
1: no not per se uh i mean mg uh, when it originally launched actually had no special modes for anything at all now over over the years uh we we've sort of added some uh very very basic modes for uh for doing things like that but uh, no for the most part it's it's merely a text editor uh you know i think really what 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 happens for most of us is our choice of text editor was determined uh, you know kind of like our choice for religion we we're born into one camp or the other and and uh, most people tend to stay there so so uh, I, I don't think there's too many users out there that make the full use of uh, all of Emacs's capabilities. In fact, I don't use any that make the full use of all Emacs's capabilities. But, uh, but the idea here is, uh, yeah, you're going to be able to you're gonna use it. I mean, I use MG for, for writing code. I, I, I use MG for almost everything that I would use Emacs for, with a few exceptions. It doesn't read mail. It doesn't, uh, uh, it doesn't do things like that. But uh, certainly it seems to get the job
0: done. And it's written in C? It's written in C. I have a rough sense of how many lines of code?
1: I don't, I don't. Uh, my goal has always been to to, to make uh, fewer and fewer lines of code, but uh, that's uh, that's an iterative process. Uh, time goes by and we add features and then uh, uh, find, a, find a better way to implement everything and, and distribute a bunch of lines of codes out. So, no, off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you, but it is tiny.
0: I think I remember Emacs being in the megabyte size. I assume MG is smaller. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes, very much so.
0: And how about portability? Is this something that this point is either source code on the net or just something in OpenBSD or, or is this something that's been ported to other operating systems?
1: There's been lots of people uh, who have ported it at various places. I mean, it has a, it has a history that predates OpenBSD. It's been around for, started, it uh, was released on to, to use net many, many moons ago, but um, I think it was in 1986 I think it first came out. But uh, um, So it's, it's, it's certainly had history being ported to a lot of different environments. Uh, for a while, uh, uh, Han Boats had, uh, had a Linux, uh, actually there was a Debian port floating around uh, which is still out there. and I still occasionally get bug reports from Debian users. You know, lots of people have ported it to MacOS. Lots of developers have just ported it to whatever systems they happen to, to work on because, uh, again, muscle memory takes over. And, and after a while, it's just too long to type Emacs anymore. You find your fingers type an MG, and so you may as well install it there. It's so tiny, it, it doesn't take much effort at all.
0: And you say that, that a lot of your work with MG is, has been with OpenBSD. So I, I'm yeah. going to make the assumption that, that you spend some of your days with, with OpenBSD. How did you get involved in that project?
1: Proximity. I got involved in that project many years ago. I ran a computer security company called uh, Code Talker Communications, and um, it came to my attention that there was another computer security company just, just sort of across the alley from us, uh, a little tiny company called Secure Networks, which uh, many people may remember. Of course, they went on to to do uh, lots bigger and, and better things. Uh, uh, but uh, we were we were out for a beer one day. We we're talking about uh, talking about uh, what it is we do, and uh, the topic of OpenBSD came up, and it turned out another you know, the. the the developer of OpenBSD, uh, Theo Derat, happened uh, to live in my hometown of Calgary. So, so uh, well, I called hold up Theo, we went out for a drink, and, and my involvement with the project began.
0: And besides MG, what other things are you working on with OpenBSD?
1: Still do a lot of firewall work. Um, my original role, I think, uh, with the project was, was maintaining the old uh, IPF firewall code. Sort of integrating Darren's changes as they came down. Of course, we had a, a, the big schism when uh, when that code was sort of ripped out of the tree, and we replaced it with PF. So basically, I started my involvement there. But my involvement with the project has tended to be fairly random. Um, really, a hackathon will roll around, and, and all something will be bothering me, and the next thing you know, I'm digging into you know random chunks of the the, the source code, uh, you know, finding bugs and linkers, or, or uh, you know, my latest one was dealing with uh, problems in the redundancy code and the in the SA P failover and so on. So really, my, I've, uh, I've tended to wander all over the source tree, but uh, MG is sort of something I've been coming back to just because it's, you know, it's, it's it's one of those projects. It's, it's fairly deceptive. It, it's a tiny little piece of code, but uh, a lot of people use it. You, you don't actually realize this until, uh, you know, somebody sees a change going to the tree. Oh, somebody's maintaining MG, and then a bunch of other bug fixes will show up in my mailbox and so on. So. Uh, so, it's, you know, it's, it's sort of the one piece of the project I've been able to come back to over the years because uh, it's, it's, it's content to sit there and wait for me to, you know, to, to focus my attention again and, uh, and come back and pick some bugs.
0: And it's probably a topic for an entire separate interview uh, with you and some other people, but you're also involved in the OpenBSD Foundation?
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, I was one of the sort of founding directors of the OpenBSD Foundation, which, uh, you know, fortunately doesn't, doesn't occupy a whole lot of time, but uh, it certainly serves a, a valuable purpose within the project.
0: And if people who are not using OpenBSD and therefore don't have it in the base, uh, if they wanted to give MG a try, how would they get a hold of that source code?
1: Well, uh, typically, uh, there isn't a a portable repository lying around anywhere right now. It's, uh, It's mainly check it out of the OpenBSD sources to get the latest version of the code uh it, it does still show up in places like debian uh you can get a a package that runs into debian if you just want to install it and use it uh, but if you want to look at the source code the best place to look is always the uh the old bsd sources
0: so really at this point not a, a separate project page with its own site and and all that other stuff
1: no no there haven't really been the demand for it uh i mean i don't get a lot of people knocking down my door demanding i i uh, uh, release a portable version of it, either, either because they, you know, they, they they don't use it portably, or uh, or because it's it's relatively uh, painless to uh, to compile in your other environments.
0: And at this point, you consider it relatively feature complete. You've you're at this point just bug fixing and, and not really well, trying to.
1: It does the trick. I mean, everybody has a everybody has a to do list, and I've got a to do list as long as my uh, leg of 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 projects that have to be done within MG. And most of that's to sort of cleanup and simplification. There were, there were a couple of sort of long-standing bugs that, that got fixed over the years. And it, once the sort of big showstoppers disappear, yeah, you tend to forget about these things. But, but uh, no, certainly I have a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, maintenance projects within the code that, uh, that I'd like to get worked on. I know people over the years have, have, done, have uh, submitted uh, sort of interesting uh, patches. Uh, Ted, you probably a couple of years ago now um, actually hacked in a little Lisp interpreter to make it uh, even more Emacs-like, which was an interesting idea, but uh, you know, it's, it, it's still in, in the idea stage, uh, I think one April Fool's, I uh, I released a, a vi mode patch for MG, which which actually people's uh, big surprise actually compiled and worked for for many things. So, hmm. but uh, but for the most part, you know, it's it, it's mainly bug fixes. There's still lots of lots of little issues with it. I mean, there's 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 design flaws. There's there's things that have you know co- been sitting in the source tree for for years and years and years that really really need to get fixed. Really really need to get looked at. But uh, you know, and, and, and what it normally takes is somebody to submit a bug report and wake me up again and uh, get me to take a look at that particular chunk of code.
0: So who knows, maybe someday instead of the, the all popular question of VI or Emacs, people will be asking VI or MG.
1: Oh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a lot of work.
0: <laughs> well, I figure MG's only got two letters, so it's got to be better than Emacs absolutely absolutely and, and the licensing is you know I, I know for some people the licensing is, is pretty important was was that a, an important factor for you
1: oh, absolutely i mean I, I you know i'm in a, one of the main attractions, of the OpenBSD project has always been the, the stance on licensing. It's very, very rigid. It's very, very regimented. I mean, in MG, we started with something which was 90% in the, in the public domain uh, when it was first imported into the project. And so, like I said, a number of years ago, we said, well, why not just throw everything back into the public domain? In fact, there's only one file which, which isn't, which is still under a BSD license, and that's, uh, that's, that's Theo mode.
0: I'm curious what that could possibly be. <laughs>
1: Well, you might be familiar. One of the one of the modes that the president Emacs is uh, is the old uh, Eliza, the, the the fake doctor artificial intelligence experiment mode, where it pretends to carry on a conversation with you. Well, the Theo mode is very similar. It's part of MG, but it merely spits uh, Theoisms at you—things that Theo may have said over the years, or or uh, said on ICB, or or uh, said at a hackathon, and so on. So it's a variable treasure trove of Theo quotes.
0: Now, when did it enter base? I'm trying because I. My OpenBSD installs are, are fairly old, I'm, I'm ashamed to admit. Did it is it something that if I was on 4.4, uh, it would be in base there?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It came in back in 2000.
0: All right, uh, so I, I should so give it a try.
1: <laughs> it has been there a while, absolutely.
0: I, it's, it's hard. I'm such a VI person, and I don't know if, if I could uh, cross the line over to, to MG, but I, I definitely am curious to, to check it out.
1: It's a difficult thing to do. It should be a lot easier to use. I mean, one of the projects I took on a, a few hackathons ago was to actually fix the documentation for it. So, basically, all the all the, all the modes that are present or all the commands that are present in the code now have actually been ridiculously thoroughly documented. The man page actually be bigger than the source code at this point. So.
0: Wow. Well, I think that that's another OpenBSD ism that they pride themselves on, which is uh, very complete man pages. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for taking some time to introduce us to MG and, and I promise I, I will, uh, I will check it out. Cause, particularly cause I'm interested in that Theo mode. That should be a lot of fun. It sounds good. All right. Thank you.
1: Thanks a lot.
0: If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B I T G E I S T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 200.